Hello everyone, this is Megan. And this is Alana. And welcome to Tea Time Crimes, a podcast where every week you hear a refined and bold tea review from our expert Alana. You know, it tricks you because it sits delicately, but then as it goes down, you can feel the body and it really lingers. With the natural pairing of a horrific murder, she murdered at least 14 people. Ew. But they still digging. So join us each week to hear the story of a woman through the lens of murder and mayhem and hear two friends having the time of their lives. You know I hate true crime, right? Um, are you sure? Yeah. Anyway, listen wherever you get your podcasts. T-Tag Crime, out! Hey guys, before we get going, I just want to apologize real quick for the audio quality of this episode. It's not quite where I'd want it to be. We're having some problems with recording equipment. So things might sound a little bit more echoey than normal. I wasn't able to do a lot of the stuff that I normally do with it. So uh, I apologize, but it's still a good episode. So, you know, I think you'll still enjoy it. Thanks. The subject of today's episode is a device that was used less as a punishment for a crime and more for an interrogation to get information on those stubborn heathens and witches that refuse to convert to Catholicism. Yep, we're going to one of the many inquisitions that the Catholic religion used so well to move their agenda across the globe. This device, and the other that we will speak about, is the first one we will cover that many consider inconspectus tormentorum, but is definitely not going to be the last. Known as the Kranz or the Schneiden, it used a couple of metal plates, a screw, and if the torturer was feeling a little saucy, a hammer to inflict permanent damage, pain, and possibly death. Today we cover the Head Crusher. I'm Kevin Young. And I'm Don Hargan. And this is Torture. I accidentally hit play on something there and there was a crowd cheering in a video in the background. <laughs> it's like that timing was just perfect for me. Oh, holy hell. It's been a while since we got together. To uh, Yeah, it's been a little bit, yeah. Little bit. It's busy, busy and yeah. illness and Ill, Ill health, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you got... How many times have you had COVID now? Four. Four. I think. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. this time around, it wasn't even, like, I was still testing negative, but wasn't negative, definitely yeah. wasn't negative, you know, yeah. um, there's no way in hell we weren't, and especially considering the person who we found out initially tested positive that we didn't know we got it through, um, their partner had the exact same issues and symptoms as me, sorry about that. That's fine. <laughs> This is what happens when you have animals in the house. Yeah. Oh, I know. Trust like me. Climb on your guitar and knock it over. Sometimes a shelf or something that you knocked over. Yeah. Oh hell! But everybody's feeling all right now, or? Yeah, still a little bit, kind of, you know, ninety percent of the way there. But um, well, we are. Connor isn't. You know. So. 
Well, you said yes. he was he was feeling all right for a while, and I guess now it just hit him. No, no, it was more to do with the fact that he's after developing that COVID rash thing. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know how contagious that is or isn't or whatever. So. Yeah, I haven't seen the the COVID rash. My one of my stepsons had COVID the same time my wife did, and uh, he didn't mm. have he didn't have any symptoms, and we they were the only two to have it in the whole house. The rest of us never got it. So. We uh saw ourselves as pretty lucky there. Yeah, yeah. But, That's proper lucky. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dan, let's take a trip back to the 16th century in Germany. Uh, you're not only a heretic, but you've also been accused of practicing witchcraft. It's kind of an ongoing theme, especially when you're talking about, you know, the Catholics and the, the church. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, I see a recurring theme happening here with yeah. witchcraft being yeah. a thing, so... So you've already dealt with being tortured for some time now um, in many different ways, mostly just, you know, beatings. They tie you up and they beat the fuck out of you. Uh, now, they've done such a good job of that that you finally convert to Christianity. You weren't before. You are now. Good luck with that, pal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it would take a lot of beatings, but, I mean, eventually, I guess everybody probably has a breaking point. But that's not the end of it. Uh, now they want to know who you practice witchcraft with. The problem is, of course, you're not a witch and you don't have a coven of witches to hand over to them. But, you know, that doesn't matter. They don't They don't care about that. They say you're a witch and you practice the dark satanic arts with others and nothing will change that. So they decide it's time to uh, up the ante as they say, and they wheel in or drag you to it. So you're probably strapped to a chair still. More than likely they had you just tied down to a chair and they're beating the fuck out of you like a, you know, like the old like gangster movie or a mobster movie where they just tie yeah. you in and beat you up. That's more than likely. And uh, what they take you to is a metal device with a dome-shaped object in the center. Two parallel metal bars on both sides with feet on the bottom to stand upright on a table with a bar going across the top with a large screw going through it, a large handle on top of the of top of the screw, and on the bottom of the screw is the dome. Uh, some iterations actually have spikes cut into the rim of the dome. I think that was more just for you know show to make it scarier, but it may have dug into your skull. Now, other than that, just looked like a really fancy hat, like something know, people weren't afraid of. It's like, ooh, ooh yeah. what do you do? put a metal beanie <laughs> on me. I'll show you, motherfuckers. Uh, at the bottom of the device is another metal bar. There might even be uh, cups attached to one side of the dome. We'll get to those in a second. The torturer tells you to give them the names of all your co-witches or your head is going under the dome. Since you aren't a witch, you don't know any. You have to decide. You lie and give them the names of others that will surely be tortured and possibly put to death. Or do you tell the truth and endure the most severe pain of your life? Dan, which one would you choose? I think I think everybody would like to I'll stick to their guns and I'll so I'm not a witch. But Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Everybody's gonna want to yeah. feel that that's what they're gonna do. Everybody yeah. wants to be the hero until they're until their head's inside the dome and in which case you'd sing like a canary. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so let's decide you do decide to tell the truth. I have no coven of witches. I am not a witch. So then your chin is placed on the bottom bar and the dome is screwed down onto the top of your head. Uh, if there are cups 
on the dome, those will go under your eyes. Uh, the screw is turned. Uh, the screw is turned probably just a little bit, just so you start to feel some pain, but not enough to do lasting damage. And you're asked again, give us the names. What do you do? Do you give them some names, or do you do you hold fast to that that truth that you're not a witch? Uh, well, is is this the one with spikes on it or not spikes? Uh, dealer's choice. We'll say we'll say it doesn't even have spikes on it, but it does have cups. Well, underneath being honest with you, if it, looking at um, images of it, and it's, it's <laughs> always the I gotta say the ones that look the, the most simple are always kind of the most nerve wracking. I think I'd be like, yeah, here. Here is this list of people. Yeah. <laughs> Who have nothing mind. to do with anything, but you <laughs> came from up anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Every, Straight away. <laughs> uh, at some point, everybody, I think, would uh, get to get to that point where it's like they, they just start thinking of people that they know that they don't really give a shit about or that they've yeah. kind of seen in passing. Like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 Joe over there. Yeah, he he's a he's a big, big witch, big witch over there. He's a big one. He's yeah, the leader, yeah. big one. Yeah, go get him. Leave me alone. Yeah. I would I would love to say that I would uh, hold fast to the truth, but I'm pretty sure that after a couple good cranks of that screw. Yeah, I'd probably give up some innocent people. We're weak creatures, really. Yes. Quote, unquote, you know, innocent yeah, we're not all like that really cool badass Chinese guy who went through Ling Chi and <laughs> didn't utter a single word or breath. Yeah, no, the first time they would get one of those knives out and just show it to me, I'd be like, What do you want to know? What do you- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so let's say you're an action movie star and you still hold out uh no names. Then the screw gets a turn or two. Now, uh, there were two ways that this could go. Some would have the dome pretty much just hold your head still while the screw kind of drilled into your skull, but that's more of a head penetrator, and it seems like that wow. would that would just kill you more than torture you. Like, you'd be able to get, I don't know, two or three turns of that screw before it's into your skull and, and yeah, into your brain. So that doesn't seem like it'd do a whole lot of good uh, as a torture device more as an execution device. But the one we're focusing more on is where uh, the screw is attached to the dome and the dome is pushing down with every turn. So the, the dome starts to put pressure on your skull. Now, because it's a dome shape, it kind of disperses the pressure over a large area. So the brain isn't in any real harm yet. Um, however... The bones of the face and the jaw are. So they might tighten it up and then release it just a little bit just so you can, you know, talk through your gritted teeth. Um, Mm. Or they might just... Feel the pressure. Yeah. 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 Tighten it up and uh, just leave you there for a little bit and then come back and unscrew just a little bit just so you can move your mouth enough to tell them something. Either way, let's say you don't give up any more names because, you know, you're better than everybody else that ever lived. And uh, they say, all right, and they give the screw another turn. So after another turn or two or three, your teeth will begin to splinter and crack, and the muscles will begin to detach from the bones. Now, at this point, 
permanent damage has already been done, uh, especially back in, you know, the 16th century. There's not a whole lot they can do once your bones start to shatter and your teeth start to splinter and all the muscles detach from, you know, your jaw. Uh, you're pretty much, that's the way you're living life from now on. So you... So there weren't any plastic surgeons back then? That could... No, not. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Somebody that could... Uh... Oh, boy, I don't even know what they would do. I think you would just live in pain for the rest of your life. Have somebody come along and rip all your teeth out of your mouth so you don't they'd, have just splitters they'd give you of some form of, They'd give you some form of tincture, surely. Like, you know, I mean, that was a big thing back then. This, this is like real medieval-style yeah. shit. Yeah, so there's like the dudes wearing the bird masks because everything bad was smell uh -huh. you know the whole thing yeah yeah they're so like stuffed they're with all spices about their tinctures for, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they're yeah. all about their tinctures to fucking heal everything you know everything was like oh god my my arm fell off oh here there's a tincture salve here this will help your arm grow back in yeah, a couple of days some, like you know put some leeches on it and then if you yeah. get all the way up to the 1800s uh maybe they give you heroin about it here, take, here, take this heroin and you'll feel better. Yeah. But I don't, I, I, with this uh, amount of damage to your face, there's not a whole lot you can do for, for the rest of your, what I would assume would be short life. If by yeah. this point you did decide to give, give somebody up. I did all be given up this stage. Oh yeah. No, I would have never made it to this stage. I would have never made it into the chair or in into yeah. my dome into the thing. Like, this is what's going to happen. Nope, nope. I will give you every name that you want. Who who do you want to be a witch? And I will I will say that's who it is. That I am weak. Rick, put Rick Astley into one of these things. <laughs> See how long that motherfucker lasts. I'm never going to give you up. Well, look at this. Well, oh, I'm yeah. going to give the fuck <laughs> up out of you. So, like I said uh, earlier, if the torturer is feeling a little saucy, he might grab a small hammer and start tapping on the dome just to fuck with you a little bit. Uh, just, you know, insult to injury, I suppose. Um, but <laughs> Medieval teabagging. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if you still don't give up any names, which you're a maniac if you haven't by then, uh, they give you a couple more turns. Now, by now, the eye sockets will begin to weaken and crack, putting pressure on the back of the eyes, probably starting to bulge them out a little bit. Uh, another half turn, and those cups attached to the dome finally serve their purpose as your eyes pop out of your skull. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was wondering what they were for. Yeah, <laughs> they're eyeball catchers. <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible popping noise for some reason there, but... I heard it. I did note one in post. Yeah. So terrible. Now, the pain by now is obviously beyond compared. There's, there's nobody who's ever lived through anything that painful up until that point, I can imagine. Unless you've been, like, burnt 99% of your body and somehow still lived or gave birth. Sorry. Have you ever been flicked in the nuts? It's true. Come on. Sure. Oh, I'm a man. I had, this again. <laughs> so I'm a man, and I had a cold once. That was pretty bad. So that might compare. Yep. Or if you gave birth to like I don't know ten children at the same time, that would probably compare. But nowhere near close. I don't. Uh, I can't imagine anything being as painful as as this. I mean, I can imagine a lot of things being as painful as this, 
I can't imagine anybody going through anything <clears throat> up until that point in their life that's been as painful as this and survived. This is one of those things where, no. yeah, this is one of those things where uh, if you've gone through something this painful, you don't do anything else. This is it. It's going to be the last yeah. thing. So now with a couple more turns, the protection that your brain has had uh, for this whole time is no longer in effect. And the top of your skull is going to begin to crush down. Now, this is the last chance you'll have. Give them names and live the rest of your probably short life in pain and agony. Your face and head destroyed beyond repair. Or tell the truth and die. Uh, if you choose the latter, another turn or two and the uh, of the screw, and it will turn your brain to mush. And it pretty much just leaks out your ears. And then, That's, you know, and then you're it's done. just the pressure, obviously, yeah. Yeah, and then you're done. There's nothing you can, you know, once, you're, once your brain becomes ear fluid, you can't, <laughs> there's nothing else yeah, you can yeah. do. Uh, so we have that, or, or they could have brought in the head splitter, um, which instead of a dome is more like, uh, a vice with big spikes lining the jaws and, uh, it's a stuff that's thing that looks a little bit like a bear trap. Kind of. Yeah. So they place it on your skull, either horizontally or vertically, however they want to do it. Um, so it'd be horizontally, it'd be across the temples, um, from from the front of your head to the back. If they did it vertically, they would do it uh, on your temples, like just behind your face in front of your ears, you know? Mm. And uh, again, they would just start to squeeze it. And instead of crushing your skull and your brains turning into mush, it would just split your head open and your brain would turn into mush. So uh, I guess whatever they have just lying around. That's like a super simplistic version of the trap, the thing in Saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, this one was more of a portable thing. The other one had to be strapped. Yeah. The, the crusher had to be strapped to a, a table. The the splitter was more portable. They'd take it and they'd put it on you, and you're just you have it attached to your fucking face or your head, and uh, they just gave it got kibble uh, a couple uh, little turns of I'm guessing. So you'd have one uh, one rod at like the bottom on one side, and one rod at like the top on the other, and they'd screw them both at the same time. I'm guessing, like a vice. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, what are you looking at? Again, one of those sim simply simplistically horrific looking yeah items. Yeah, it seemed like but, uh, it seemed like when they got overcomplicated with these torture devices, that it was almost just like for show. But when it's something, yeah, yeah. yeah. When it's That's something true, as yeah. simple as just crushing your head, or splitting yeah. your head open, mm -hmm. or cutting pieces off of you with a, a knife, those seem to work the best. Yeah, or just pouring water over your face. Yeah, but you know, it's, 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 it's the simple things. It's the simple you know. things. So it's when did all uh, this start? Well, historians have traced the Schneiden back to 1530s Germany during one of the many inquisitions. Uh, the thing is. It was probably never used, or at least used very rarely. It's what they call inconspectus tormentorum, uh, which is a loose a loose translation is tormented by is by what tormented by what is in front of you. I'll get it out. Uh, so pretty much just 
the sight of a lot of these extreme devices of torture was enough to scare you into speaking. I like to imagine that they would put a melon or a skull inside of it first and give you a demonstration uh, yeah, yeah. to what it could do. Yeah. A melon would be like, oh, okay, you crushed a melon. But an actual skull that they just got, you know, lying around because, mm. you know, it's a dungeon and it's the Inquisition, so they're just everywhere. So they, they put one of those. Head. Yeah. Yeah, that'd show you pretty well. Uh-huh. And they just screw it down and uh, it crushes and it's like, there you go. Maybe they put a melon inside the skull to be like your brains to give it more. I don't know, but I'm but sure. I'd, I'd yeah. say, I'd imagine it's something where reputation preceded all of these things. You know, like yeah. like you said, they probably could just been used once maybe or they described how they worked. You never know. Looking at this thing, probably know that did not work that way at all. <laughs> it was just described that way to <laughs> to basically put make people shit themselves, you yeah. know, to worry about uh, worry about it. Um, yeah, yeah, because because you have to think that a newly converted Christian leaving, you know, uh, the keep and telling people to convert, you know, give up their sinful ways or or uh, uh, go through what they went through was probably a better policy than just killing everyone in the most painful way possible. If, if you're leaving the keep and you're like, I converted to Christianity, but your face is all smushed up into a pancake. Most people are going to be like, well, fuck that. But if you're going out and you're telling people, I, I converted, it's the best thing I ever did, and, and, I mean, you got some bruises on you or some broken bones from being beat the fuck up till you converted, but your head's not smashed, uh, you probably... <laughs> I was going to say, you just imagine this person walking around with a head that kind of, nobody sees it, but it kind of goes in, papers in, like an hourglass right yeah. in the center of yeah. your head. And I was like, oh, I'm a Christian. Catholicism <laughs> is great. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. The stories of the vices could have maybe just been Protestant propaganda. Uh, There aren't any real records of head crushings. And yes, they kept records of torture. Even what the victim said, like, oh, God, save me and all that shit. They wrote, they had somebody there writing all this stuff down as you went through it. To keep as a record, and from what they could find, <laughs> somebody took the minutes. Somebody of a took meeting. the minutes of a torture meeting. <laughs> oh, they had to tell people later it was the first podcast. That's what they had for entertainment. Yes, they they just... Poor medieval clerical stuff. And only he said, "Oh shit, my head, it hurts." <laughs> so yeah, they kept that's, records. That's not good. <laughs> no, it's not good. And uh, they couldn't. I, they didn't really have any records of a head crushing now whether that be because they didn't happen or because that was one of the they they did it so rarely that they didn't want people to know about it this was extreme cases or something yeah yeah either way there aren't any real records of head crushing it's just strange uh, because it like you could always edit this out if it's the thing anyway but it's pretty similar to the iron maiden like i've heard before that that wasn't really a yes thing. yes actually you good. know and yes. so yes um I don't, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news to a lot of the um types of people that listen to the show that that really love this stuff like we do but a lot not just the iron maiden because the iron maiden is pretty notorious for this but a lot of the torture devices we will cover were never used 
maybe never even existed. Uh, so you see like these things in museums. Uh, this you can see in a museum. Iron Maidens you can see in museums. A lot of other ones you can see uh, in torture museums and, and just regular museums of uh, stuff they found. But that's not real evidence that they were ever used. It's just evidence that they had them or at some point somebody created it for whatever reason. They could have been created decades or centuries after they supposedly were. Um, but a lot of this stuff was never used. It was, like I said, we will cover more stuff along the line that was just torture by what's in front of you. <laughs> you see that? You're going to go in that. Nope, what do you want to know? Yeah, yeah. But we do know that people were put on the rack, and we do know that people were sawed from crotch to crown and tortures in other extreme mm -hmm. ways. So even though there isn't any evidence, uh, I wouldn't be surprised that they used them maybe more than historians think they did because if there's something we know, we are cruel fucking creatures that will yeah, do whatever the fuck my, we want. In my assumption, you see, it'd be the people that are creating these things, they have to test them to make sure they work. You know, so like my assumption would be that they'd be testing them on criminals and that and stuff, and they could be the only times that they're actually technically ever used. Because why, why would you make something? Let's say, let's say like the Iron Maiden, for example, right? Which if you look at it, you just think straight away, that's just that's just going to kill you immediately. But the whole point of it is that it's not supposed to kill you. It's supposed to, yeah, you know, put you in a position where you could potentially kill yourself. But um, they'd have to find out, you know, if this thing works or not, and everything you know so surely yeah. they had to have been used at some point to test them and it was most likely like slaves or prisoners or whatever just just use it not even torturing you know but it literally just use it until it does its effect it's there's designed right. effect like that's my guess on it anyway yeah but there's not a there's so there's not a whole lot of information out there about the head crusher i kind of i went to a handful of different uh references that's really all uh i was able to find um, no big stories about it being used on one person or another, but um, th so the real question is: Was it ever used? We don't, we don't know. We never will know. I would, as creepy as this gonna sound, like to think it was used once or twice at least, just to give it, you know, some type of uh, panache that oh, this thing was actually used on, you know, so and so, but. Mm. There's a uh, there is a good chance that it never was. So take that for what you will. But that's all I think. It's not something that that would be used, you know, nowadays anyway. Fuck that shit. They're much simpler nowadays. Like I said already, they just use water. Or yeah, or a bullet to the head. Yeah, that's already torture though. That's the thing. I found two songs. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. Um, one is, uh, as I said to you before, Head Crusher by mm -hmm. Megadeth. Yes. Now, I've never been um, a massive, massive Megadeth fan. Yeah, like me either. Kind but... of here and there, blah, blah, blah. I yeah. love um, one of my favorite metal albums of all time is Kill Em All, which technically Mustaine wrote an awful lot of, if not all of it. But anyway, he basically the lyrics effectively describe what happens when they you know, like line like, such as uh, twisting, turning the giant screw, your teeth are breaking loose crushed and splintering in your mouth 
you know, stuff like that. So he actually describes them. But then there's another song called Head Splitter. Oh. Which I found by a different band. Um, I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm going to have to because um, the the lyrics to this are just... What's the name of the band? Really out there, insane. Um, it's Getter. By the looks like, so I'm going to have to listen to it to make sure these are definitely lyrics because... This just seems a bit too poetic now for <laughs> what it is, right? So yeah. here's the lyrics, right? You ready? Yeah. Record. 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 Or it's record. Let the record play. <laughs> Let the record play and get your head knocking. Check your resume. Record. 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 Let the record play. Let the record play and get your head knocking. Check your resume. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> So obviously, the first bit was obviously record. I hadn't read the rest of the lyrics yeah. and saw those four lines. I was like, oh, no, it has to be that. <laughs> English is true. But yeah, there, there's some, you have that compared to the whole on your knees, prisoner, take your position, place your chin forward in the restraints. Your head slowly caves in from the compression. You faint in a blackout from the infernal pain. Yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> that's a little bit more metal. Yeah. Record, record, <laughs> record. But um, yeah, I found a, thing it's an italian museum of torture oh yeah there's where i was looking at the images for some of the devices yeah so it might just be handy kind of reference for anybody looking that wants to see what some of the devices look like without necessarily looking up the really bad images right um and apparently these are they actually have prop this is an online thing where it's all collected online but then the actual locations you can go to that are in italy to have them so any Italians that are uh, potentially listening, they can go visit these places. But it's torturemuseum.it. Oh, okay. So we have um, we have one up in Chicago, and it's kind of been a goal of mine to get up there at some point, record an episode inside the torture museum. So that'd be pretty cool. I think that'd be fun. Maybe get a hold of the curator and see if they want to talk. So, totally have to if I'm heading over stateside at any stage. Like, yep, yeah, let's do that. That'd be great. Love it. Person to person, for fuck's sake. Yeah, then we can. Then everybody can go on a family trip to Italy. <laughs> now this isn't for fun. This is for the podcast. We got to go to the, the other torture. So I don't want to see any of you kids running around having a good time. This is all business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put down that gelato. Come on, let's go. What's that pizza? Italian <laughs> pizza? We're American. Goddamn, it's not covered in pepperoni. I don't want it. imagine that happening oh that All also right. depends actually on where you are in the country <laughs> yeah well pepperoni over there is just vegetables isn't it isn't that what pepperoni stands for or something it's vegetables i don't know i haven't got a clue i don't speak italian but um uh, it's it's yeah it's not a typical thing that they would have on it and pretty sure they would slice your head off for uh, having pineapple also yeah but it's also down to a regional thing like not every single place you go to is like pizza capital of the world and some of them take great offense to you even asking for particular dishes in regions really you know just so in certain regions apparently if you go to and you ask for a bottle for a bolognese as i believe it's pronounced over in america bolognese yep um it's uh yeah it can be you can get really frowned upon dirty looks and stuff now again that's just what i've heard from a certain yeah italian cooking things i've seen well, I know they don't take kindly to a lot of through. like the 
Some places you can do the fork and the spoon with getting your spaghetti. And other places that's frowned upon. Uh, Yeah, it's a it's a regional thing. Cutting your spaghetti is uh, massively frowned upon. So cutting your spaghetti? Cutting it. Yeah, 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 no, I would never do that. Oh, my God. If you break the pasta before you put it in the (laughs) fryer, God damn, they fucking string you up. Like I'm Irish and I even hate that. Like you know, it's I did it for so long. Italian food so much. Like, so. I did it for so long because it's how my mom cooked cooked spaghetti noodles. She'd break them so they fit it all the fits in the pot easier. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't yeah. it doesn't change when you get it out and put it on the plate. It doesn't really change anything. It's just spaghetti noodles aren't as long as what they would be. But I stopped doing it a while back, and I salt the fuck out of my pasta water now. That uh, right? Yeah, I didn't. We're gonna get caught off this year on the joint. Well, I grew up with a mostly german white mother from the midwest so we didn't put flavor on any of our food so when i got a little older i was like why wasn't i flavoring all my food like this to fucking begin with i didn't i hadn't i clicked to join and i didn't join with audio there for a second but it was uh oh singing my little i got disconnected so yeah well i knew we were gonna get disconnected the thing came up it's just we again started talking about food and we lost track of time of course it did. Yeah, we need to actually. I need to organize it about potentially sorting out a. Like you said about gonna we hamper for you guys, so I might get you to email me like a, an address or postcode or PO yeah. box or some shit. We can do. It. Um. Yeah, and we need to, as we've mentioned on every single one of these so far, organize some Dungeons and Dragons. Yep, D and D. Because every time we talk, we have a discussion, you get more ideas of horrible ways you can torture our characters. Yeah, yeah. Well, this one here, though, is um, I, I don't think putting somebody's head in a, a cranky device thing that would be quite as effective um, in gameplay as some of the other things that we've covered. Yeah. But you never know. My yeah, but it's, well, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, never know. It looks like it does about a 1d8 plus 2 damage. <laughs> it does. Good luck to you rolling um, against that. I would think if you're like a stone goliath or something, you'd have immunity almost to crushing. Yeah, potentially. I mean, that'd have to be a really, that'd have to be a really sturdy head crusher. I don't think it's going to cut through. Yeah. But I don't know. Oh, how do you feel about the new D&D movie coming out? I was actually literally just to ask you that. I, um i i'm looking forward to it i love the way they presented the trailer like as if it's really like a stupid party Uh fucking something up you know as they do you know um as long i i hope it doesn't go too far down that um kind of self-aware route you know if i hope that's kind of just left for the trailer if you get me you know i mean if we can see this what that happens but like the like that kind of if you get me you know what i mean it's kind of the way the so the voiceover that he does. Well, it needs. Um, it, I feel like it needs to go. Like, um, it, it needs to go one way or the other. It needs to either be there. These are characters who are living in the D and D universe, and they don't know anything about you know the real world. Or it needs to be these people were sucked into a D and D game, and they're trying to get out. It's got to be one or the other. I think alluding to to it one way or the other might yeah, yeah. might kind of ruin it a little bit. And all mm. the hubbub about a, a fucking druid turning into an owlbear. Who gives a shit? Have you seen this? 
was like, look, they have, right? And and I'll say it now. See, the thing is, the only people I give out about that sort of stuff are ruled lawyers who would give out about everything that has ever happened in any of our games. Yeah. Which are people that I would not want at the table anyway, no. because no, like the, the Wizards of the Coast even say themselves though that the rules are there as a guideline and it more of a, a starting point. Yep. If somebody, like, if you want this perfectly balanced thing, and if that's the way you want to play it, then by all means, you know go by the letter of the law that like we've done things where we were talking about you with your last character to wild shaping and things that you turn into and it's meant to be like of a particular you know but rule of cool you know like what, yeah. what else in that moment could have been that they could have turned into that was of that size that would have been as much of a it, the whole thing is, is it's meant to be like oh isn't that oh isn't that a that's a that's a, you know it's constant reference materials uh-huh. for fans like you know and i say that'd be probably the one and only time you know bear throughout the entire thing and um that's all it's supposed to be it's just like yeah here's a way of yeah. throwing in this other creature that we can use you know and to get over it. fun then rules yeah. fun comes first yeah. now obviously it can't just be complete Old anarchy but fun has to come before the rules yeah, yeah so people complaining about Oh, the druid turns into an owlbear when it can't do it because that's a monstrous creature. It's not an animal. It's like, okay, shut the fuck up. Uh, they got what uh, one of the characters. Yeah, it's not a beast or something, isn't it? Yeah. Like, there's, uh, yeah. Or, or it's um, CR rating, whatever, is too high for their level that they potentially invest oh, their yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, in which yeah. case, it wouldn't be with that part. You know, it's yeah. crazy. Like, I can they, tell you right now that if this if, if this particular audio clip was talking about this, going to go on this podcast, if anybody else listening to this has interest in Dungeons and Dragons, I want to eventually listen to our other one. Don't listen to it if that if you're one of these people. Yeah, if you're a rule, rule issue, player, because don't, you won't don't listen. Like, don't listen to any D and D podcast ever made because I've listened to a lot of them and most of them kind of just stray away from the hardline rules and just it's just okay. That seems cool. Let's yeah. just do it. And then you got yeah. somebody then, jump. Then you have people like Matt Mercer, who everybody's like, "That's oh, cool if you do it, but not cool if you do it." Yeah, well, Matt Mercer can do it because he's mm-hmm. professional. The rest of us, the rest of us, have to play by the rules, which yeah. it should be the other way around. If you're a professional, you should have to play by the rules more than if you're just some douchebag playing at home. You know, I was gonna say, look at Chris Perkins. You know, like he, I think is 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 literally the man for straight down the middle in the sense of the perfect balance between keeping the rules and the rule of cool. Sure. You know, if if he said this is the way it is, I perfectly, I 100 believe that was within the rules, even if it wasn't. Yeah. It's just the, the way he kind of presents it and presents himself and everything. Then you had somebody uh, jumping in a gelatinous cube to get away from a dragon. Or he's like, oh, he jumps in a gelatinous cube. He'd be turned in. He'd be, you know, disintegrated. I was like, okay. And then the the, the yeah. acid, the, the green dragon going over the, the land and spewing acid out. And then people running through where the path was. Like, oh, they shouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> shut the fuck up why are you gonna i posted on facebook because everybody was complaining about it. i was like listen it's a D movie it knows what it is it's gonna be stupid mm-hmm. it's gonna be cheesy it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a lot of these different things you have to go into it realizing that you're going to watch a movie about a role-playing game that you play with your friends half the time people are stoned yeah, just the enjoy the fucking thing. Exactly. Just enjoy. Yeah. It. I think that's where Warcraft went awry. Was I think it tried to, try to, to make it super to... serious. Yeah, yeah. It's like, um, we're not yeah. making another installment of the Lord of the Rings. I, it's D and D. Like I didn't, 
I didn't play Warcraft and I was told that there was tons of like reference material stuff in it or whatever and I didn't see any of that, I didn't know it was any of it because I wouldn't. Yeah. Um except for there's one character and I can't remember his name off the top of my head now, but he was in um Heroes of the Storm and it's one of my favorite characters and I can see he was in it or whatever, right? And that was the only thing I noticed in it. And I still enjoyed it because I think I actually enjoyed it more in World of Warcraft than I would enjoy it because it took itself too seriously. But I'm looking up this thing to the cube now and go for the cube moves. I'm trying to see what happens if they end up in the cube because I haven't seen gelatinous cube stuff in a long time. Um, but look, they can try and escape by uh, making a DC 12 strength check, you know, to get out of it. So, um, but they also have a DC 12 saving throw. Uh, this creature takes 10, uh, 3d6 acid damage and is engulfed. Um, if they're in it, they take 66 acid damage from the start of the turn. But they can make a check to get out. So um, so basically, if they jump into it, you know, they can still get out. You can get Maybe out, just yeah. Six but it's like anything else. It puts up minimum just... damage, people. Yeah, you D&D, you get into you it, know. you get out. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And I, you know, I mean, I, I can tell you now, if we're playing a game, if you guys want to jump inside the Latinus Cube and not take damage from it just to shut everybody up, I'll we'll <laughs> be good with it. Well, I, you're going to see druids from now on in pretty much every game intentionally turning into owlbears despite just just to say, no, I'm going to turn into a fucking owlbear. Fuck all you. I'm going to turn into an owlbear anyway. Screw it. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me, Jay. Yeah. I'm, I, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe they weren't even using uh, wild shape. Maybe they were using some other type of spell to turn into a, a monstrous creature instead of an animal. We don't fucking know. We'll find out when we see the goddamn movie. True, actually. Yeah, we don't know what it is. She could have spell scroll, people. Yeah. Could have spell scroll. Or her weapon had some like magical ability to let her turn into an owl. Yeah. She had a brooch of owl bareness. Oh, well. Well, that's all I got for the we we went on our tangent on whatever the fuck we wanted to at the end of uh, an episode about one specific thing. Uh, but that's all I got. Um, credits for all our reference material and intro and outro music can be found found in the show notes. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TorturePod. If you want to contact us, uh, you can email our email address is TorturePod at gmail.com. Literally, if you want to talk to us about anything, uh, if there's something you want us to cover, something you say that we did wrong, something we did right uh email us and let us know love to hear from you uh rate review subscribe follow all that good shit and uh a hint for our next episode would be creator killed by his own creation kind of i'll leave you with that what <laughs> yeah all right everybody we'll see you next time see ya. good luck bye-bye